let them saved and know the Lord. Want that for everybody. Amen. And uh, want everybody to know the peace of God in their heart. Amen. And uh, he's willing for anybody. Thank the Lord for his goodness. Amen. And uh, praise the Lord. Take your Bible tonight or this morning. I've got my days and nights mixed up. Uh, turn to Matthew chapter ten, uh, 7 in your Bible with me. Book of Matthew and chapter number 7. This is, uh, we're beginning a month. February is what I call the month of love. Amen. And uh, so February this month, I've kind of dedicated just to speak on the home and the family this month. And uh, I think there's so many good things uh, that can be brought into our homes and our lives from God's word uh, that are worthy to look at and have in our hearts and our minds. And I want to speak today on this thought building a good life and a home on Christ. Building a good life and a home on Christ. Matthew chapter 7, let's begin please with verse number 24 and uh, follow along please if you would as I read. Notice verse number 24 in this passage. The Bible says here, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. Notice he builds on a rock. Amen. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house and it fell not for it was founded upon a rock. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house. And it fell, and great was the fall of it. And it came to pass when Jesus had ended these sayings, the people were astonished at his doctrine. For he taught them as one having authority, and not as the scribes. Let's pray this morning. Father, we ask your blessings this morning as we open the Bible and preach it, Lord. I pray that, Lord, you just take the Word of God and multiply it into our hearts and our minds today. We pray that, God, you just fill us with your Spirit, your power. Oh, Lord, I pray your great blessings upon our homes and in our families. Lord, I pray that today you would, Lord, put some good things into our home and our life because of what we've heard. For your glory and your honor, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. My first question is, is anybody too hot out there? None of you? I'm about to die up here. Amen. So if I go like this, you'll know, you know, I'm up here cooking and baking. I got about 30 lights shining on my head and I'm up a little higher. So I'm up where the heat is. You're down where the cold is. So um, hopefully we'll get it equaled out here before the service is over. Um, you know, uh, everybody in life that I've ever met wants to have a good life and a good home. Um, everyone has their own idea often of what that really does look like. But one thing we know for certain is that a good life and a good home doesn't just happen. It has to be built. It has to be built. 
You know, it's like a cake. You know a cake is really something you build. You put all those ingredients in the cake. And uh, you know when a, when, a, when a lady bakes a cake, you know, I don't bake a cake, okay? I've never baked one. You wouldn't want to eat it if I did. Amen? But if a lady bakes a cake, you know when she puts that milk in it, she smells the milk before she puts it in. She wants to make sure the ingredients are all good. She wants those eggs uh, to be right. She wants salmonella in the eggs. Amen? That really makes a bad cake. And she wants all the ingredients in it to be good and fresh. You mix it all together, you put it in there. You know what you've done? You've built a cake. And you've put all these good ingredients in it. And when you do that, it comes out good. It comes out right. And you know, there is a, a point about that that uh, is good. How many of you would get on an airplane that wasn't built right? Anybody get on an airplane? What if you got on the airplane, you put your seatbelt on, stewardess is real nice, and the pilot gets on the, the uh, microphone and says, I just wanted to let everybody know that if you're sitting in seats number row 20 through 30, there might be some water dripping on your head. We've had a slight, uh, uh, and uh, some fatigue in the uh, stress in the uh, metal above you. So if you experience a few raindrops, please don't worry about that. It will only last a short while. I'm getting off that plane. Amen. Amen. I'm not staying on that plane. No, sir. Uh, you know why? Would you get on a plane that wasn't built well? No, you wouldn't get on a plane that wasn't built well. Not me either. Uh, you know, the foreign car manufacturers had an idea back in the 80s. And they said, we can take over the American market if we just build our cars a little bit better. And remember, remember when Hondas were pieces of junk? You remember that day? And they started making them better and better and better. Man, they're about to drive the American car makers out of business. You know? You know why? Because they decided to build something better. You know, I think Christian home ought to be like that. I think Christian home ought to always be a place where we're trying to build it better and better. Building it well. Um... You know, building well can cause both good to be produced and bad to be eliminated. Amen? Good can be produced and bad can be eliminated. And I believe if you build your life and your home on Christ, a good life will happen and a bad life can be eliminated. Amen? Build your life on the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and can I say, build your home and your family on the Lord Jesus Christ. The two greatest institutions in all the world are the home and the church. And God established both of them. And where would we be without those? I want to talk to you today about building your home on Christ. 
And I got four simple points, so if you'll listen to me real good, I'll be done real fast. All right, number one. Build your home on Christ in everyday circumstances. Everyday circumstances. And by that I mean find Bible truths that fit your everyday life. I'm talking about Monday morning. Uh, how many of you get up on Monday morning? You have your routine, right? The alarm goes off. Some of you men get up, go in, take a shower, get your work clothes on. And it's like the same time. You do the same thing the same time every morning. Y'all know what I'm talking about, same time. Yeah. And uh, you get in your car. Your wife makes breakfast if you're really nice. Amen. If not, she sleeps in until noon. But anyhow, but uh, you get up. And then the, uh, you get in that car, get on that highway. You go to work. You deal with uh, all the things you got to do at work all day long. Take your lunch break. Take your afternoon break. Get back in your car. It's time to go home. You get in that car, fight I-35 traffic all the way home. Get in that car, finally get home, sit down, rest, eat a little dinner. You ladies have a little bit different life, right? You get up in the morning, half sleepy. Your hair looks like an explosion in a mattress factory. You know? Are you all live out there this morning? Anyway. Uh, you get up and feed the kids, mash the bananas with the fork, wrangle the kids, sit them down, you're still half asleep, and you take that uh, fork, you give them smashed bananas, and they spit them out, right? You give them that juice, they spit it out. You know, you, there, you can use Bible verses at those times, right? You say, what good can I use a Bible verse while they're spitting out bananas? I'm going to do unto others as they do unto you. Just spit them back in their face. Amen? Some of you took me seriously. Amen? <laughs> uh, you know, Bible principles are good for your every single day life. They will build your home and your family. Last night I was at the banquet and my shoe kept getting untied. And everybody came up to me, Pastor, your shoe's untied. I reached down, tie the shoe. It wasn't two minutes later, my shoe was untied. Again. It was one, it's one of these wax uh, shoe strings. I tied it again came off a third time. And a Bible verse came to mind. Whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do it with thy might. I took that dumb shoelace, <laughs> tied it, did it a second time, double knotted it, <laughs> squeezed it down. Guess what? It didn't come apart. Amen. Now, if you can use a Bible verse for tying your shoe, I think you can use a Bible verse for everything, every practical thing you do in your life. 
I'm saying to you, in, in life, things come along. Sickness, tiredness, or you get laid off of work. Is there a scripture verse for that? Hmm. All things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the call according to his purpose. How about trust in the Lord with all thy heart? Lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. I'm simply saying to you today, if you want to build a, a great life and a great home, let the word of God come in your everyday circumstances. Everyday circumstances. If the Bible's not good for everyday practical life, then really it's not much good at all. You ever, uh, you ever bought a car? Boy, I want to tell you something. You need some Bible principles. Amen? It reminds me of that verse, when you go to buy a car, the thief cometh not, but for to kill, to steal, and destroy. You know? Uh, that's not our favorite thing. But can I tell you what? When you go to Bible car, buy a car, why don't you say, Lord, I'm, I'm in your hand, whatever you want me to do. If you don't want this car, I don't want this car. Lord, if you want me to have it, then I ask you to work it out right. Help it to be the right thing. But Lord, I give you first priority. Hey, listen, when you bought that car, it breaks down. You'll, you'll know that God allowed that car, you to have that car. And he'll take care of you somehow. I'm simply saying in our homes, we have to put the Bible into every practical thing in life. You know, uh, you say, how do I, you know, the Bible says, men, that we ought to love our wives. You know that? Hey, put that into practical everyday use. Send her a love text or go up and give her a good sweet kiss while she's doing the dishes. Or help her do the dishes. I better get off of that one. Amen. Too much conviction in here. I'm simply saying, and by the way, wives, your husbands need respect. Amen. And I want to tell you something, ladies. When you give your husband respect, it gives him fuel to love you. And ladies, when, and, and men, when you give your wife love, it gives her fuel to respect you. It's a circular thing. And God wants it to be that way. Husbands love your wives. Wives honor your husbands. And when everyday principles are put into life, the circle goes around for good. You can build, you can build a godly home. You need that. We need that in every circumstance of our home. You see, eliminate some things from your everyday life. Eliminate negativity. Amen? Just flush negativity out. Eliminate anger in your home. Eliminate attitude. Eliminate attitude. Hey, young people, don't go get in an attitude. Amen? You're part of building that home too. Don't give that attitude. Give, the, give up your attitude and have a good, sweet, godly spirit. Amen? Amen. Oh, 
holding grudges, holding grudges. You know, some people hold grudges on somebody. I remember what you did back in 1984. They hold grudges. Hey, let's build our home every day with principles of the Bible. A home can be built when you take the Bible. You know what we do sometimes? When we go to live our everyday life, we take the Bible of God and we set him over here. God, I'll put you over here because I got things to do today. And I got life to live and I've got some places to go. So God, you just hang out over here. I'll pick you up when I get back. Hey, let me tell you something. That's the wrong way to operate. God wants you to take him with you everywhere you go and let his principles live in your everyday life. See, Monday morning when you're on the highway going to work, you're going to need a principle. Amen? Uh, Ladies, in the afternoon when that little munchkin won't go to sleep and you're tired, (laughs) You're going to need a Bible principle. Amen? When you get bad news or you get trouble comes into your life that you can't, don't know what to do, you need some scripture in your everyday life. I'm saying try to build your home with everyday scriptures and principles that come from God. Amen? Hey, if bad happens in your life, all things work together for good to them that love God. Amen? Some young people say, oh, I'll never have trouble like that in my life. (laughs) You got rose-colored glasses on, right? We all have trouble. We all need to make sure we're putting Scripture into the everyday life that we live. Can I say secondly, build your home on Christ By keeping Scripture in front of you. Hey, listen, every home needs a lot of Scripture. I love it when I go into home and I see verses on the wall. My wife has one word on the top of our piano. It's blessed. And every time you walk in and out, you get to see that word, blessed. Blessed. Hey, I, I, I used to put scriptures on the dashboard of my car. I think every Christian ought to memorize scripture. You know why? Because when you're at work and you're dealing with a, a, a boss who's incorrigible or, a, or a, a co-worker who mocks you or criticizes you, you can't ask the boss, can I go see my Bible? I need to read, get, get my Bible, read a Bible verse. Uh-uh. It's too late. You need to have the Word of God hid in your heart. So memorize Scripture. And boy, when something gets under your skin, you know what's good to do? Just go to God and say, God, here's your Word on it. Quote Scripture. Boy, you just keep quoting Scripture. You say, even if it's the same verse, hey, listen, the devil will flee because he doesn't like Scripture. Amen. So I'm saying in your home, you want to have a good home, a, a home built on Christ, then always have something up. Always have a Bible verse up. Always put Scripture where you can see it in your life. Don't go home from church and throw your Bible on the shelf and not pick it up until next Sunday. 
Amen. That Bible, you need it every day. You need to see Scripture every day. It needs to be in your eye. See Scripture, look at it. Watch it, meditate upon it. Let the Word of God dwell in you richly. It's, it's about having a good home. And may I tell you what? Talk, talk Scripture with your children. Give them the Word of God. Amen. Give them the Word. They need to know the Word in everyday situation in life. Two, two girls will come home from school, they're friends, and next minute, I come home from school, and one said something that offended the other. She offended me. You know what, Mom and Dad, you, get to, you got to deal with that. How do you deal with it? Give them Scripture. Give them Scripture. It's a good opportunity to teach them not to be bitter against their friends. Forgive their friends. Try to mend friendships. Try to build good things in their life. Why? Because they're going to need that in life. You know, there's too many people that live on the edge of they have a friend, they get offended, so they go to another friend. Then they get another friend, then they get another friend, and they get offended and go get another friend. Can I tell you what? That's not building a good, good life. Build your life on Scripture. Have Scriptures, the Word of God, where you can see it. See, Scripture gives us God's perspective in the middle of an everyday situation. So I'm saying to you, build your home by keeping Scripture in front of you. Number three, build your home on Christ by finding out the priority principles. Can I tell you something? There are some Scriptures that should take priority as you're trying to build a home. Now, I'm not saying that all Scripture is not good. I'm saying there's some scriptures that are a priority. Can I show you one? Take your Bible, if you wouldn't, go to Matthew chapter 22, just a few pages over. Matthew chapter number 22. There's a priority scripture here. Matthew 22, look at verse number 36. <clears throat> and notice what it says. They went to Jesus here and they asked him this question. In Matthew 22, verse 36, Master, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. Sounds like a priority right there. Amen? And the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. You see what God is saying? He's saying if you love God with all your heart and you love your neighbor as yourself, it's like a watershed principle. All principles in life can be helped and solved by that one watershed principle. What's the most important principle? He said, love the Lord God with all that heart. By the way, see, if you love the Lord God with all your heart, you're not going to have trouble loving your wife. It's a watershed principle. 
It's like a roof. Some principles in Bible are like a roof. You know, if you go up the top of your roof and you're missing a shingle, you got a problem. You know why? Because water's going to get through that, through the roof. It's going to go through the tar paper. It's going to go through the plywood. It's going to hit down into the insulation. It's going to hit from the insulation down into the drywall. It's going to start dripping on your kitchen floor. And before long, you're going to have to pull up the whole floor and the floorboard under the floor and the drywall and the insulation above it and the boards above it and the tar paper. And you might as well just end up doing the whole roof when all you had to do was make sure that one shingle was back in place. You know, there are some principles in the Bible that if, if, if you use that priority principle, it's going to help you. Love the Lord of God with all your heart. And love your neighbor as yourself. On these two hang all the law and the prophets. They all hang on that one. It's called a priority or a watershed principle. You know, there's another watershed principle. It's called Hebrews chapter 10, verse 42, or 24. It is this verse, forsake not the assembling of yourself. Forsake not the assembling. God said, be in church. Be in church. You know, we got church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. God said, be in church. And here's why. Because when you're in church, it has a way of shedding a lot of different problems in your life. It has a way of, of covering a lot of different issues in your life. Just being in church. So you get encouraged in church. You get strength in church. You get vision in church. You get to see what God says. And, and by the way, you get fuel to serve the Lord from church. And you can go out stronger to face the challenges. See, I'm saying to you, God made church one of those priority principles. And if you follow that, you'll be surprised how many other good things in your life. Didn't say you'll be perfect, but it'll help a whole lot of other things in your life. You know, conversely, you find somebody who's just out of church, doesn't care. And what do you see? It's like a roof with no shingles on it. And that house just gets soaked down. And before you know it, it's destroyed. It's destroyed. Can I tell you, that's what the devil wants you to do. Don't let anything talk you out of church. Amen. 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 I don't always preach the best sermons, but I'll tell you what, I'll always give you the word. Amen. I'm not a charismatic guy. You don't say amen right there, amen. <laughs> I'm not a charismatic guy, but I'll tell you what, this book will help us. This book is our help. Don't miss church. It's a watershed in your life. Your home and family need that. Church is your fuel. Church will empower you in a great way. Can I say lastly, build your home and your family with help from the Holy Spirit of God. Build your home and family 
with help from the Holy Spirit of God. Now, can I show you what the Holy Spirit does? Go to first chapter, first John in your Bibles, the book of first John, back towards the book of Revelation, the book of first John, and look at verse chapter four with me. First John chapter four. First John chapter four, look at verse number 13. <clears throat> Notice what the Bible says here. It says, hereby know we that we dwell in him and he in us because he hath given us of his spirit. And we have seen and do testify that the father sent the son to be the savior of the world. Now here it is. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the son of God, God dwelleth in him and he in God. Now notice, it says when a person confesses that Jesus is the son of God, that's salvation. God dwelleth in him. It doesn't say God dwells around him, does it? It doesn't say that God dwells above him. Doesn't say that. It says God dwells in him. That's the Holy Spirit of God living inside of the Christian. He is there to help us and to guide us in life. Notice, if you would, John chapter 16. Go to the book of John, not 1 John, but back to the book of John and look at chapter 16. Now, here's what the Holy Spirit does in our life when he comes inside of us. It says in John 16, 13, how be it when he, the spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into all truth for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear that shall he speak and he will show you things to come. See, we need the Holy Spirit. When he comes to live inside of the Christian, he should be your guide. He should be your leader. He's the one that's telling you what to do. And by the way, the Holy Spirit and the Word of God are always going to agree. They're always going to agree. I've heard people blame the Holy Spirit for a lot of things that aren't in Scripture. But let me tell you something. The Holy Spirit and the Word of God will agree. God is going to guide you through His Word while the Holy Spirit works inside of you in your home and your family. You know, and the Holy Spirit will work inside of you and say, you know, I shouldn't have said that to my wife. The Holy Spirit will work inside of you and say, you know, I should apologize to my kids for my temper. The Holy Spirit will work inside of you. He's your guide into all truth. Homes and families need the Holy Spirit in them to guide them, to lead them so we can follow God and his word and build our home on Christ. Oh, we so need it. We so need it. But you know what I find? I find a lot of homes void of Christ. Well, they got all kinds of other things in there. But Christ is left out.
He's compartmentalized. He's, he's over here. We put God over here for a while. We're living our life. And, you know, Sunday church, I might go pick him back up again on Sunday. You know, church is over. We put God back here. Oh, no, that is not at all how to live life. God wants our homes and our families to be built with the guidance of the Holy Spirit in our life. And when there's times, when there's times in our life when we make the wrong decisions, we've got to make it right. And you know what? God blesses that in our homes and our families. You know, there's been times when I've had to apologize to my wife. There have been times when I've, she doesn't think it's probably enough. Amen. But there's been times when I've had to apologize to my wife. There have been times when I've had to apologize to my kids. And there's been times when our kids had to apologize to us. And I'm so glad of that because I want the Holy Spirit working in our home and in our family. Because we're not always right. We're not always got everything together. We need the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Can I take you lastly this morning to Romans chapter 9, Romans chapter 10. Book of Romans chapter 10, and then we're done this morning. Romans chapter number 10. How does that Holy Spirit get inside of us? Romans chapter 10 teaches this. Notice Romans 10. Look at verse number 9. The Bible tells us here that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, Thou shalt be saved, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the Scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed, for there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek, for the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's how the Holy Spirit gets inside of you. When you ask him to come in and save you, that Holy Spirit comes in to you. He lives inside of you. He's not above you. He's not beside you. He lives right inside. That's what the Bible teaches. And he will guide your home and your family. You know, I think one reason a lot of home and families are going the wrong direction is simply because they're not saved. They're not saved. They have not put their faith and their trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Hence, the Holy Spirit's not in them. And they can't live a successful home and family. When I say to you today, God opens the door of opportunity of salvation wide open. He is rich unto all that call upon him. Aren't you glad about that? He's rich to all that call upon him. If you call upon him today, he will come inside of you. He'll save you and give you a home in heaven and enable you to live a joyful life in your home and your family. That's what he wants to do. Now, let me ask you, are you saved today? Are you saved? You know, some people put on this religious coat. They put on this religious coat. I'm not a bad person. I'm, 
I'm pretty good. I, I'm okay the way I am. Oh, no, that's not at all what the Bible says. God said we've all sinned, come short of the glory of God. And that we'll, we'll, we'll spend eternity in hell with a religious garb on. You know, there's a lot of people, even in hell today, that have a religious garb around them. Pharisees, Sadducees. And even Scripture teaches, there are many that say unto me, Lord, Lord, but shall not enter the kingdom of heaven. It's not you and me having our spiritual garb on. It's going to God and acknowledging we're sinners, asking Him to save us. And the Holy Spirit moves into our life and helps our homes and our families. And you know what? We need that in our homes and our families. All across this nation, we need it. Our homes and our families. Are you building your home on the right things? Oh, I hope you will today. I hope you'll take the truths of the Word of God, put them in your everyday life. Let the principles of priority guide your home and your family. And I hope you'll let the Holy Spirit of God enter into your home and your family and let Him rule and reign in your life. Would you bow your heads with me and close your eyes with me this morning as we prepare for the invitation this morning? <clears throat> I wonder, maybe there's, maybe there's something God spoke to you about. Maybe a decision you ought to make in your life. Maybe a decision you ought to make, something to apply right down in the depths of your heart tonight. Have you applied it? Is it there? Maybe you need to let God have his way in your heart and life today. Maybe... You're not saved.